Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 49. Is it just a mess in your house or do you have an issue with clutter? In this episode, I am going to tell you the difference between the two. And yes, there is a difference. But first, I just wanted to give you guys a little side note. This podcast episode is a couple of days late because um, I record it from home. No shocker there. So sometimes you hear some background noise. Well, this week, we live near Nellis Air Force Base. And like I said, this week, the wonderful folks that fly jets are flying them above our house all week. So um, I haven't found a great time to record because they're actually kind of noisy. But you know what? We're super grateful for their service. So we're just going to let freedom ring, roll with the punches, and record this episode and get it out. So here it goes. Okay. My intention with One Organized Mama is to always be very open and real and honest with you. So let's talk about a mess. A mess is a normal part of life. We all have messes in our home. We, I don't care who you are, at some point you make a mess. And yes, we should clean it up. I hope we're all cleaning up our messes. Life can be messy. Messiness is a normal part of life, even when it comes to organization. If there's anyone out there and they're trying to tell you that being organized means you're not a messy person, I believe they are wrong. Now, clutter, on the other hand, that is something that I want you to deal with. And how do you determine if you're dealing with just a mess or if you're dealing with clutter? I'm going to go through 10 ways for you to determine that in this podcast episode and give you some tips on how to manage both. So again, that honesty. First, I'm going to start with telling you about the messiest places in my own home. First, my refrigerator. (laughs) This one I am unapologetic about. I don't think anybody should be spending that much time worrying about their refrigerator. I have definitely had people that have come to my house, as I always do. I have the same friends and people that will come in and they love to point out different things. And I'm like, yeah, it's a mess. Yeah, I I have a home. I have kids. I have a family. We create messes. I am not apologizing for that and neither should you. Now, let's talk about the refrigerator. I do have a system with my refrigerator as I do in all parts of my home. My refrigerator does not need to be perfect. I have a system that when I do my grocery shopping, which is about once a week, I do a quick 
clean out of my refrigerator. I take out the bottles that have like one millimeter of salad dressing left that somebody put back. I wipe things out. I take out old food containers. I try to straighten it and tidy it a little bit. And then when the new food goes in from the grocery store haul, I try to kind of straighten it and have a general idea. But here's the thing. It's not a huge space. It's a space where I'm easily able to easily find stuff so I don't stress about it too much. And neither should you, to be quite honest. I don't want you worrying about what kind of containers are in your fridge or what the bottles are and making sure they're all lined up or facing forward. Don't waste your precious, precious seconds of your life worrying about your refrigerator. Now, the next messy space in my home is our kitchen. We're in it a lot. We eat in it every day. I like to cook. If you've heard me on previous podcast episodes, I love to cook so our kitchen can get messy. It's also literally the center of our home. So in order to walk from the dining room to the family room, you have to pass through through the kitchen. If you're going from the garage to the backyard, you pass through the kitchen. So our kitchen gets a lot of traffic. So it is normal for it to get messy. Now, the next space in my home that gets messy, and this one does irritate me, is our laundry room. Because I have spent a lot of time over the years implementing a system that only I use, apparently. Um, I don't think it's a complicated system, but whatever. Um, I have one of those laundry sorting bins. So in one, dirty towels and sheets go in, and then dark colored clothing, and then lights and whites in the other. I'm the only one that uses the system. Apparently, I'm also the only one that can clean a lint filter or wipe up fabric softener or laundry detergent that has spilled down the front of the washer. Whatever. So that is another messy space in my home. Okay, here's where I'm going to be real honest with you. And my husband's probably nodding because he already knows what I'm going to say because this next space has been sort of a problem child of our home and it's 100% on me. It doesn't have anything to do with the rest of my family. I'm 100% responsible and that is my home office. So let me explain. Up until two years ago, my full-time job was organizing client homes. I mean, I worked like five to seven days a week going out and organizing my client homes. And I was ready to transition, transition careers. I had been working for a lot of relocation companies and moving companies and managing moves. And so it was a natural transition for me to quit organizing client homes full time and get into real estate, which is something I'd wanted to do for quite some time. So I am a full-time realtor here in Las Vegas, Nevada, and that's going phenomenally well. Super happy. But... (laughs) I work primarily from home and I still have all my one organized mama stuff. So I have label makers. I have labels. I have baskets and bins and containers, all types. And I spent a lot of money and I used to use those a lot while I was working. And I also have turned one organized mama, which is now my part-time job or side gig or whatever you'd like to call it. Um, into a teaching platform. So I've been trying to figure out what do I do with all this stuff? And 
you know, I'm also sort of like a mad scientist for my podcasts and my online classes for one organized mama and getting them up. So I have like all these little projects lined up and I swear to you, they, I do have a system. It does make sense to me. Like if I needed to go and find my, my kitchen organization paperwork, I know exactly where it is. Nobody else would. It, I literally like you guys, I'm being so honest with you on this. It's kind of hilarious. And the irony is not lost on me when my husband like raises his eyebrows. <laughs> well, this stuff, as I've been trying to go through it and figure it out and decide what to do with it, it's kind of leaked over even into our master bedroom a bit. So I have had to have the very honest conversation with myself, especially when it comes to all of the tools that I've used in client homes, like label makers and stuff of like, okay, now this might just become, have become clutter because I don't use it anymore. And I, I'm not quite sure what to do with it. And so this is sort of the inspiration for this podcast episode is because I've had to look at my old life as one organized mama going to client homes and all of the stuff that I had with that and determine, am I just being a little bit messy with this while I figure out this transition or has this just become clutter? All right. So number one, is it just a mess? Well, it is if it's piles that can be put away daily, but it may be clutter if that pile sits there for a very long time. So let's talk about those label makers. Granted, they're not in a pile, they're in a bin, but I know they're there and I could use that bin for other stuff, but I have these label makers and all this expensive label maker tape. And I know I have at least three. I may have four, but I know I have three. <laughs> so here's what I have to do. And I encourage you to do if you have something that's been sitting for a while in your own home, you have to give yourself a deadline. So I'm going to give myself a deadline with the label makers. And that means a date, an actual date, a realistic date. And I'm going to write it on a post-it note and stick it on there. And if I don't use those label makers by this date, then it's time to let him go. And that's what I encourage you to do. If you have something that's been sitting around for quite some time, be honest with yourself. Go ahead and give yourself a realistic deadline. Think of a date. If you don't use it by that date, then it's time to let it go. Now, if you do use it by that date, you can take off that sticker and then I want you to find a home for that item. That is what I promise I will do with those label makers. Okay, number two, is it just a mess? Well, it is if it's stuff that is temporarily away from its home. But if it's stuff that does not have a home, then my friend, it is clutter. And yes, I take a hard line with this one. I need you to have a home for every item in your home because when it's time to tidy, when it's time to put stuff away, you need to put it in a place where it belongs. So again, create an item for every item in your home. You don't have to get super fancy. You don't have to overanalyze this. If you need to get a, a old shoe box and slap a label on it and put it on a bookshelf. And that's where 
the home office supplies go, then that is your home office supply spot. Use what you have, but create a home for every item in your home. If you don't have room for it, I want you to take a very hard look at that item. Do the use by technique that I just told you about to determine if it's something real, if it's really something that you need or use. Okay, number three. Can the space be tidied or can can it be tidied in less than an hour or does it need at least a weekend to tidy? Let's talk about a garage for a second. If you were to walk into your garage right now and there's some sports equipment on the floor, maybe some stuff that has been taken out from bins that needs to be put away, the floor needs to be swept, there's some cleaning supplies that need to be taken into the house then that's a mess. That's normal. You need to go in there and just tidy it up. But if you walk into your garage and you instantly feel overwhelmed and you're thinking, man, this is going to take me at least two days to do, then that is clutter. So here's my solution. If you are on my email list, so you can go onto my website to sign up. You just enter your email. I don't spam you, I promise, but I will send you free printables from time to time. And one of those printables that I have is called the 12-month declutter guide. It's simply having you focus on one space of your home for every month. I want you to take 20 minutes at a time or focus on one small space or box. Incorporate this when you're doing your daily planning or your weekly planning. Make sure you're making time to do some decluttering and then focus on one space in your house per month. You should have enough time during the year to hit every single space and then cycle back around because yes, clutter does build up again. So again, if it's just a mess, you should be able to tidy it pretty quickly. But if it's clutter, it's something that's going to take a lot more time. Okay, number four, if it's just a mess, then Generally speaking, your family can work together because everyone knows where the stuff goes. But it's clutter if it causes issues with the people in your home. And I'm not talking about the eye rolls or the, all we do is clean in this house comments from your kids because I get those still. Even I get those from my oldest son who's now married, newly married and in the military When he comes home, he knows that after dinner, we do a quick tidy of everything and he will still roll his eyes at me. So that's not what I'm talking about the issues. That's normal. That's, uh, you know, whatever. I think even sometimes my husband rolls his eyes at me, but whatever. But if it is causing issues in your home, and I'm going to give you an example of something I encountered as a professional organizer quite a bit. I had a lot of clients and it was either the parent's a parent versus children or spouses versus each other, unfortunately. And sometimes as a professional organizer, I found myself in this position of professional organizer slash mediator slash sometimes family therapist. Um, And so here's what I encountered a lot that I thought was always interesting is a lot of this came from previous relationships. For instance, if somebody was in a previous marriage or, um, Their parents either were quote-unquote hoarders or very regimented neat freaks. Sometimes, or their, their former spouse or relationship or partner 
when they got into a new relationship or they grew up, a lot of people went the opposite direction. So if it was someone that grew up in a family and their parents were you know, neat freaks and very regimented and they weren't allowed to put things on the wall or ever have things out, then they tended to really uh, go the opposite direction when they grew up. Or I've even had um, experiences with people who were in a previous relationship with someone who was what they called a hoarder and someone that never let go of anything. So then when they got into a new relationship, they really struggled. They, they felt like they had to get rid of everything all the time because they had these fears and, it, and it, then it would just cause these relationships between children and spouses and such. So I'm not a therapist, <laughs> full disclosure. So that is just my very much like kind of layman's understanding of it all. But it was something that I did see and definitely had a discussion with many clients on this. So here's what I can say. And again, not a therapist here, but just something that did help some of my clients in some of these situations is that just trying to have an openness and an understanding. So if you are the person that wants it very clean, neat and orderly, and you have a family member or your spouse really struggles with that, have an openness. As we all know, in every relationship, nothing is ever 100%, you know, or 50-50 give and take. Sometimes we have to give a little bit more and take a little bit less and vice versa. So just have an openness. Maybe introduce them to some of the techniques that you've heard in these podcast episodes, like just implementing a 20-minute tidy Also, just trying to work on focusing on decluttering one space at a time or creating a home for every item in the home and start slowly with the understanding that not everybody is going to get this right away or is going to be so open to it. Now, if you're the one that really struggles of letting go and you're sort of the clutter bug in your home, also, I want you to have the understanding that this can cause some strife and anxiety between you and the other members of your family. So I want you to also have an openness just to, to make some small changes. And again, do your best to try to work together as a family, as a unit. And again, I'm a big believer in we need to keep things simple. So if it's assigning just three daily tasks to each family member, and that's what their job is to take care of in in the home, that might be something that can help. Again, creating a space in a home for every item in your home so everybody knows where stuff goes, that will help. And again, the 20-minute tidy. Again, just have fun with it. Put some music on for 20 minutes and don't take some of this stuff so seriously. Definitely, definitely... If it's causing some strife, I want you to just open your mind and come up with some creative techniques. And like I said, just try to keep it simple to to make progress. Okay, number five. It may be just a mess if it was placed in a drop zone, but if you consistently misplace items, then it is clutter. What on earth is a drop zone? 
If you have been a student of mine with my paperwork class, you know I talk about a drop zone. And a drop zone in my paperwork class is one place where we just drop paperwork in our house. It's a collection site. But when I am mentoring other professional organizers, this is how I teach them when they go into your home. We want to work with our clients' natural patterns. So we, for instance, don't want to create a system for them that they're not going to use. And one of those would be, again, with the paperwork example. The reason I have a paperwork drop zone is this. I would go into a lot of client homes and they would need help organizing their paperwork. And a lot of them would say, I want my paperwork in my home office. Great. That's the ultimate goal. And that's what I would say that is going to be our goal is to get your filing system and your active binder in that in your home office. But I notice your home office is upstairs and down the hallway. I notice you must come in this door because I notice this is where you're dropping your paperwork. That's it. That's a drop zone. Where do you drop things when you come into your home? I want you to work with your natural habits when creating a system for yourself. So for instance, we all usually have one door where we walk into our home. For me personally, it's the garage door. So I walk in through my garage door, sort of down a little hallway, and then enter the kitchen, and that's where I drop. I drop my purse, sunglasses, keys, and shoes. My kids and husband use the front door. So if you go over to my front door, you'll see, you know, backpacks or my daughter's purse, husband's stuff, shoes right by the front door. That's where we drop stuff. Now, if you're consistently misplacing items, I want you to take a look at what your natural drop zones are and then create a home for that item in or near your drop zone. So that so that we're not like, you know, creating a whole new system that you're not going to follow. Like, again, with the paperwork, I wouldn't let my clients use their drop zone up in their home office if it didn't match their natural flow of their home, because they're still going to have the issue with the paperwork um, landing on the kitchen counters or whatever, it wasn't going to make its way upstairs every single day. So let's use a car keys as an example. If car keys is something that you're misplacing, then I want you to take note of where you naturally put them down when you enter the home and then either get a tray or a box or something. And then that's going to be the home. You've just created a home for one item in your home. And then that way, that's your drop zone. And then you don't have to deal with your car keys getting mixed up with clutter. You know where they're going to be. So create some drop zones or work with your drop zones that are natural in your habits. Okay, number six. Is it an appropriate amount of items? Then it's probably just a mess. But if you have an unreasonable amount of the same item, then it's clutter. And yes, I'm laughing at myself because of my label makers. I mean, how many label makers does one person need? Obviously, a professional organizer can have multiple label makers. But as me, as normal, regular Janelle in her home, who now, you know, is a realtor, I don't need that many label makers. I just need one. So that's where I'm going to be really honest with myself and say, I don't need three or four label makers. I can just stick 
with one. So take a look at the different items. If you have a lot of one item, if you have more than you could use in seven lifetimes, it is time to let go because otherwise it's just clutter. Number seven, you know where to find it. And if you generally know where to find it, then it's a mess. But if it's faster to purchase a new one, rather than looking for the one that you already own, then you have a problem with clutter. So I'm going to kind of divide this up in two things. Again, paperwork doesn't ever look pretty. So that's why I'm like, it's okay to have a drop zone for your paperwork. And I like my paperwork drop zone to be kind of hidden in this cabinet. So that way I don't have to look at it. It doesn't look pretty, but I always know where my paperwork is at. It's in the drop zone. So even though it might look a little messy, it's still organized. If you have stuff and say you're a crafter or a baker or you're doing some kind of project and you remember buying this item, in fact, you can find the receipt, but you can't find the actual item, then you have an issue with clutter. When you buy something or when you bring something into your home, ideally, it should go directly into the place where it belongs. We know that doesn't always happen, but we know that can be done at least once a day when you do your 20-minute tidy of your home. So, If you struggle with finding things and then you're having to go out and buy repeated items and again, it takes you less time to go run to the store to buy that item than it is to look for in your home, then you have an issue with clutter and it must be addressed. Number eight, a quick tidy can be done before company arrives. That is normal that, you know, you might have a little bit of a mess to clean up. But if you toss and hide piles before company arrives, then you have a problem with clutter. I had a discussion with a friend years ago, and she was like, hey, I have this friend that told me a great thing. Like whenever you have clutter or excuse me, company come over, just take your laundry basket or bin and then take everything off your counters and put it in and hide it in your closet. And I was like, smack on the forehead. I'm like, that's the absolute opposite of what I teach people to do. Here's the thing. If people are going to come to your home, then you should be able to just put stuff away. Again, 20 minute tidy your house, put things away. If you don't have a place where everything goes, depending on where you are in your organizing journey, I want you to embrace that. That is okay. Are people going to come over and judge your house? Yeah, we all have this judgy, wedgy people. And you know what? That's their problem, not yours. If there's someone that goes and judges another person, that's on them. That has nothing to do with us. We just embrace where we are. So sometimes when I have people coming over and the home office, I've only let like, I mean, my most trusted people into that home office. And I'm like, hey, you got to come check this out. Like check, <laughs> check out some of this stuff. It's so ironic as one organized mama. And again, it makes sense to me. I know where stuff is, but it's just is what it is. This is where I'm at while I transition my one organized mama business taking a little bit longer than what I had anticipated. That's okay. I just want to make sure that I'm doing it in a way where I'm 
comfortable with it, to be quite honest. So I don't want you doing what my dear sweet friend suggested, and then she got advice from another friend to sweep your counters and hide stuff. I don't want you to put them in junk drawers. I don't want you to put them in a quote unquote, a junk room. I don't want you to do that. That's the absolute opposite of what, what I want you to do. I want you to, again, just embrace it. Let people know, hey, I'm working on getting organized like I have with friends that have come into my home office. I've just told them, I'm trying to figure this part of my my work life out. Don't mind the mess. And you know what? Most people, most people that are kind and forgiving and confident, they understand that. Those who aren't, those are judgy wedgies. And you know what? We're not going to bother with what they think anyway. Here's the thing too. I just want to side note, I cannot stand junk drawers or junk rooms. I've seen them a lot in my career and you shouldn't have them. This again, goes back to pretty much everything that I've set up until this point. You won't be able to find stuff. You're going to spend way too much time looking for stuff and you're going to spend a lot of money. And so don't teach this to your children. Do not get into the habit of this yourself. When you invite people over, you have company coming over, embrace where you're at and continue to work through the process of your organizing journey. Don't hide stuff from company. I know it's tempting, just don't do it because it's going to just set you back. All right. Number nine, if like items are in the same pile, then it's just a mess. But if you have a variety of items in a pile, then it's probably clutter. Now, just a mess. So that's kind of where a lot of my stuff is for One Organized Mama. I'm trying to just kind of figure out. It doesn't always look so pretty, but I'm figuring out and I'm making a little bit of progress at all times. Now, if it's a clutter issue, then you probably have a lot of stuff. So for instance, um, a lot of homes, like you'll have stuff like uh, from work, from kids' school, maybe stuff that you purchase at Target and they just ended up in this pile. That is sort of a clutter. Um, last night, I actually went over to help my 93-year-old grandmother. She lives with my mother and aunts and they moved into a new home. And so I, obviously she didn't do any of the packing or the moving. So I had told them I will go over there and help grandma get set up because she's the sweetest little grandma. I wish I could share my grandma with everyone in the entire world because she's the epitome of the sweet little grandma. She's 93 and she's the most wonderful, wonderful woman on earth. And so obviously our whole purpose right now with grandma is just to keep her super comfortable at this stage of her life. And so I told my mom, you know, hey, I'll go over and go through grandma's bins and help her kind of get situated in the new house. And so when they packed for her, and probably she probably threw a few things in, it was just a a variety of items in the bins. So I was sitting on the ground going through and my mom's like, oh, no, no, just just go ahead and, you know, put them up. And I'm like, no, I want to actually go through this. And this is the process that I use. And this is what I did with clients. I would just take the pile of random stuff and simply group like items together. And so with my grandmother's stuff, she had mementos, she had some clothing, 
She had like personal care items like lotions and chapstick. She had some medicines. And so I would just kind of go through the bins and then I would make little piles on the floor and group like items together. And then when the bin was empty, then I made a home for all of the items. So for instance, the chapsticks and tissue and lotions, I made sure to put on her bedside stand next to her so that she doesn't have to get out of bed to go look for those items if she's, you know, lying down or resting. She has them right there, arm's reach. And then again, going through her medicines and stuff like that, making them very accessible for her. And also her mementos, even though it's something that she's not really going to go through right now, making a special box for them and putting them in her closet. Obviously, she'll need her. She'll need one of us to help her get them down if she ever needs to, to add more to it or revisit some of those items. But that's a really simple way. Just again, working in small batches, sitting down if you have those piles and just grouping like items and then finding a place where those items belong in your home. And like I've said repeatedly, if you don't have space or a place for them, I want you to really decide, is that an item you need to keep? Okay, so I think I've convinced myself about the the label makers. Now that I've talked through this, I have to get rid of them and make space <laughs> for the new stuff. So All right, I've talked myself into it. Number 10 and the last one. Here's some tough love. Number 10, it's just a mess if you have control over it. But if it has control over you, then it is clutter. Okay, tough love here. If we can go in and be able to manage our homes and our lives, then again, messiness is a part of life and it's going to happen and it's okay and it should happen. So if we can manage it, we have some control over it, then that is okay. That's acceptable. That's life. But if it's something that is consuming us, if it is something that feels like it has control over us, if we walk in and it affects our mood, it affects our relationships, then that is a, those are some signs that it has some control over us. And I want you to go back over the techniques that I went through in this episode and get very serious about your clutter. It's okay. You, you don't have to judge yourself. In fact, when you're going through your journey, it's probably the best to keep those who are super judgy, just keep a, a nice distance from them and keep some boundaries up with them while you work through your journey. And it is a journey. Remember, organizing is a process. Okay, so that's it for this episode of the One Organized Mama podcast. Remember when I was talking to you about those classes? I have a class online. In fact, uh, always go back to my website because I'm This is something I'm super excited about. Like I said, I'm kind of like the mad scientist when it comes to putting together all of this content, getting it out on my podcast and on my website. So if you're interested in taking a class in time management or organization, visit oneorganizedmama.com. Just go to online courses. They're super affordable. They're pre-recorded. You can listen to them time and time again. Each one comes with a printable workbook 
um, and also worksheets to help you kind of go through your organizing process. And again, journey. Remember, we're on a journey when it comes to organizing and time management. So again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the One Organized Mama podcast. And hopefully I won't have as much um, background noise for the next one. So thank you all so much. 